0: Deuteronomy chapter 7, and uh, what's amazing is this, the youth, you know what, all are saved and uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, Um, you know what, there's nothing better than hearing these wonderful stories of young people giving their lives to Christ and being totally changed and transformed, amen, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 21, and I want to preach a very simple message this morning entitled little by little, little by little, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 21 And as you're turning there, how many know we live in a microwave generation? You know what I'm talking about. It's fast food. It's, you know what, grab your coffee on the go, F POS now, tap and go, boom, 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 you're out of there. It's a microwave generation of two minute noodles. It's the microwave generation that we want instant success. How many know what I'm talking about? It's, you know what, we want to be rich in two quick, easy steps. It's, you know, we, we want instant success. We, we want this in our lives. And we strive to achieve success in very little time. But watch this. You know what? Our society, the world that we live in, the patterns of the world has conditioned the mindset of Christians today. I mean, we ask God all the time, why is this taking so long? Why is this process taking so long? And what we've done is we have relinquished our relationship with Jesus to a drive-through window now. Say, like, oh God, where are you? You drive to the, you know, uh, God. I'll have a, you know, what, bit of that and a bit of that and yep, sweet. Um, I'm done. And we 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 go to Jesus like that. We we go to Christ in this way, and it's the, the way the world thinks is we want instant success. So let's look at the wisdom of God's word today out of Deuteronomy chapter seven. And it reads this in verse 21. It says, You shall not be terrified of them, for the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Watch this. Little by little. Everyone say little by little. (laughs) You will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you and will inflict defeat upon them. Until they are destroyed. Let's pray this morning. God, I pray that you give us wisdom from your word. I pray you speak to us, challenge us, convict us, change us this morning. We thank you for all that you've done. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So number one, if you're taking note, let's consider there's no shortcuts. Amen. If you're taking note, there's no shortcuts. There is no express train to the promised land. There is no direct flight to your destiny. We want giant leaps of faith to take us to success. We want it done right here, right now. How many know what I'm talking about? But the thing is this. We, we want all these things, but in a short period of time. For example, we want shortcuts to relationships slash marriage. God, don't let me wait. I want, a, I, want a, I want a man. I want a husband, six foot Cooks, cleans, and do whatever I say. (laughs) It's like, man, we we want this here and now. We want it done. But how do you know a good godly marriage takes years of prayer? It takes years of failures and mistakes, of forgiveness. But the point is simple. It's not going to be overnight success. We want shortcuts, not only in relationships and marriage, but we want shortcuts to our physical health. Oh, it's getting quiet up in here. Pull the altar call. Let's come to the altar right now. <laughs> say no more, Pastor. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's a few of us. So, I mean, on Saturday morning we we have training with Joseph. He holds these trainings at uh, at nine o'clock in the morning, and so we train. And he's encouraging us. He's saying, "Hey, what do you want to achieve in your life? What are your goals?" And some of us say, "Yep, to get fit, tone up. Uh, you know what? Get you know what? Build some muscle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Six packs." <laughs> <laughs> but. The truth of the matter is this, it's not going to happen overnight. Man, I wish it was like that. Don't you wish it was like that? It's like one session, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, looking good, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Just a few lazy sit-ups. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't work like that. The truth is, you know what? We're not going to get six-pack overnight. We're not going to build muscle in just one session of training. It's going to, you know what, it's going to involve a lifestyle of a diet change. No, oh, come on. It's going to change. You got to change what you eat and how much you eat. It's consistent lifestyle of training. I mean, this takes discipline. It's, it takes, you know what, more than just one session to get fit. But most of us, amen, want to just take one little pill. Oh, yep, that'll cut the fat. Most of us, you know what, say, like, oh, where, where's that shortcut to get that six pack at? Where's the shortcut to build muscle? in life there's no shortcuts thirdly we want shortcuts financially as well how many are in debt and you're like man god get me out of this debt god get me out of this uh, you know what but how many know it's going to take a budget it's going to take time it's going to take little by little and in our text god has a promise God promises his people, hey, listen, you're going to possess the land. You're going to go into the promised land. But he says, I'm going to do it. But how? how? What does he say? Little by little. And the promise is not the question, but rather it's the timing of when it's going to come to pass. You see, God's promised you a plan, a future in your life. God's promised you success. God's promise is blessing. And listen to Psalms 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Listen to this. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. What a promise to those who would walk uprightly. What a promise to those that would continue to be faithful. That God would begin to unlock this mystery. God would begin to open up doors of destiny to those who would continue to walk uprightly. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, a verse we all know. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And so we know God has a future. We know God wants to bless us. We know God wants to give us and allow us into destiny. But the truth of the matter is this. The progress to your promise requires patience. Let me say that again. The progress to your promise requires patience patience. I mean, we don't want to be patient through trials. Come on, somebody. We don't want to be patient when things are not going well. And so God teaches us through his word in James chapter 1 verses 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Listen to this, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. But let patience have its perfect work That you may be perfect. That word perfect is translated mature. Amen. So that you may be mature, complete, lacking nothing. Many times we pray, God, deliver me from this test, this trial. But God is like, I'm not delivering you, I'm developing you. Many times we pray, God, remove this fiery trial from my life. And it's like, man, we don't ever see it. But God's actually doing something in the midst of the pain, in the midst of suffering. And most of the times we want to just go from A to B without all the little ups and downs of life. How many know what I'm talking about? We try and bypass the the, uh, valleys. We try and bypass all the rugged terrain. But God's like, hey, I'm going to teach you. In the quiet times. God's like, hey, I'm going to teach you through the tough times. God's saying, hey, I'm going to teach you when things get difficult. Because how many know lessons are learned, not on the mountaintops, but lessons learned in the valleys. The progress to your promise requires patience. Will you be patient through the trial? Will you allow the suffering of God to, uh, you know what, help you through and begin to refine your character, refine who you are? I'm sure all of us have thought, God, why is this taking so long? God, what's going on? I thought I was almost there. And it's like, what? It's like, man, God, where are you? At times we can feel our life is at a standstill. We feel nothing is happening. Progress seems to be slow. We get disappointed. We get upset at ourselves. We get upset at people and we get upset at God. But let me encourage you this morning that God is still working. Hallelujah. He is still working. He has not forgotten. God knows what he is doing. Can you say amen? Amen. A lot of times we can get frustrated. Why am I not there yet? Why haven't I seen what you have promised God? And so to answer that question isn't why are things going slow, but who is slowing it down? Who is it that's slowing it down? In our text, it shows us, it reveals to us that God is slowing it down. How many know God could have done this victory for the people of Israel in just one swift move? He could have destroyed them right then and then. But God says, no, 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 I'm going to do it little by little. So let's consider number two, God's concern for your character. Because this is exactly what is taking place. Let me make this clear. God loves you more than your destiny. God loves you, the worker, more than the work. And he's far more concerned about, you know what, developing your character than he is with you getting to your destiny. Oftentimes we place too much value in what we aren't that we devalue who we are. How I many you know what I'm talking about. You know, in other words, we think, oh, if I become successful, then I will mean more to God. If I'm, you know what, uh, if I become this amazing person, God will love me more. And because, you know, we think, oh, I haven't reached my potential yet. Maybe God doesn't love me. And it's like, how many know that's not true? How many know God will never love you more than he already does? Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us you see God is far more concerned about you than he is you getting to your destiny so don't think for a moment that God loves someone else more because they're on fire don't ever think for a moment that because someone else is doing good that God values them more no don't devalue yourself because the progress that you see is so little listen God is doing a deeper work God is doing something far more deeper than what you and I could ever see. Little by little. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into this same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I love how the Amplified Version translates this. It says, and we all with unveiled face continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord watch this are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit you see sometimes we think oh man if someone's just taking massive steps they're doing really well whereas the word of God shows us that it's one degree of glory to another that God is working in us And God wants to move and shape us and develop us in our character. And it's done little by little. God is far more concerned about you as a person than the position that he wants to give to you. I mean, you think about Joseph. Joseph in the Bible was a young man and he had God given him dreams and vision of what he was going to be. And God had put him through certain trials. His brothers betrayed him. He went to the pit. Then he got sold as a slave to Potiphar's house. And then he went from Potiphar's house to the prison. And many times, we if we just be like Joseph for a second, we would look at the palace and we desire, man, God, you've given me the palace. Yes, that's where I want to be. Yes, that's where you've called me to be. And we We really miss what God wants to do in our lives through the pit, through Potiphar's house, and in prison. You see, there are times where, you know what, there's going to be some detours to your destiny. There are going to be some times in your life that God's going to take you through a journey, not like what someone else who is sitting next to you. Maybe God's taken you on a different path, that you, God's called you for something else over here, and God's taken you on another route. God's taken you on a journey, and He's doing something in your life. But let me ask you the question this morning. What is God working out of you to get the new inside of you? I mean, you think about that for a 2nd because we're like, oh, God, bless me. God, do do awesome things in my life. Yes, Lord, God, the promise, I have vision for my life. Yes, praise the Lord. And then we go through trials, and we go through tribulations, and it's like, man, God, where are you? But really, we need to see, man, God is working out of us so that he can put something new in us. It may be your pride. It may be an addiction. It may be your attitude that God is working out of you. You see, God wants to put His Spirit in your life. He wants to put the Spirit of God in my life. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Listen, godly character is developed Spiritually. That we must desire God's spirit to be within us. And sometimes we need to let the process, we need to be patient through trials and say, God, what is it that you're working out of my life? Me, God, is it something Are you trying to get me to a position that's there? But what is it that I need to do to get there? And God's like, man, I'm taking you through something right now. Godly character is developed spiritually and it's done in the private. Will you be patient through the trials? So let's close thirdly with trusting God's way and trusting God's time. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, verses 8 through to 9, listen to these words. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. You see, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is not done in our mindset or in our time frame. God is not slow about His promise. He wants everyone to repent. That word repent is metanoia, which means change of mind. That you know what? When we begin to not think like how we think but we consider God's ways we need to trust God's ways we need to trust in God's time Isaiah 55 verse 8 wonderful verse for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts I mean this is God's word speaking to us We don't understand it. We don't know what the timing that God is doing. But let's come back to the fact to know that, you know what, God, I don't know what you're doing. But I'm going to just simply have faith and trust in what you're doing in my life. I know, God, you know, I wish it would be done in this period of time. Like, you know what, bang, I wish it would like this and now. But no, I'm going to trust you in your time. We We must not get frustrated at God, thinking he's taking too long. God, where are you? You know what, God, I thought I'd be like this by now. I thought I'd be, you know what, mature by now. But we must continue to trust God in His ways and in His timing. Our job is not to worry. Our job is to worship. Just to say, God, you know what, I don't understand what's happening, but I know you're in control. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know who holds tomorrow. Come on, somebody! That even in the midst of you know what uncertain times, we can trust God's way. We can trust in God's times. Our job is not to worry. Our job is to worship Him in the midst of it all. I close with this one verse, Proverbs three five: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path here is a wonderful promise that most of us take for granted the bible shows us clearly if we could just you know what uh, trust in god god says hey i'll keep my end of the bargain here if you keep yours god says man i'm going to direct your path i know where you're going to go to get to that place but i'm going to i'm going to direct your path but your job is to worship me. Listen, trust in the Lord is an act of worship. To say, you know what, God, I know that you're the God who's in control of everything. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That's our end of the bargain. And God says, I'll uphold mine. I'll direct your path. I'll direct it relationally. I'll direct it, you know what, whatever it is, I'm going to direct your path. And God's going to have His way in your life. But will you continue to trust God's way And God's time. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Very simple message. Little by little. Now we need to have a fresh revelation of who God is. God's way is better than our own ways. We try and speed up the process. Listen, there's no shortcuts. We must continue to trust God. Must continue to trust in His timing. God is far more concerned about you as a person than a position that you want to be in. He's developing you now. Today, He's developing you. God's taking some people on a journey, but will He trust God in the journey? Will He trust God in the valleys? Will He trust God when you have little? Will He trust God in the the midst of uncertainty? To trust in God's way and in His timing. Let us consider God's promise. Yes, thank God for His promise. But let us continue to repent, to say, God, change my mind. Change the way I think. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's repentance change it the way we think to trust in you God forgive us for holding on to things and forgive us Lord for for not trusting in you this takes faith I want to give an invitation like we do every service I want to give an invitation maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved you're not right with God the Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment you're here this morning and you know God is pulling upon your heart. You know God's love is reaching out to you. God's grace is reaching out to you. God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Friend, we're all guilty. If we were to die before, uh, if we were to die with sin in our lives, we're all guilty. But Jesus took upon your punishment, my punishment, upon the cross, and He died there because He loves us. And that was paid by Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is able to wash away our sins. That when we accept Christ in our lives and we stand before God on judgment, all God sees is the blood of His Son on our lives. Are you saved this morning? Are you right with God? If that's you this morning, you know your heart's not right with the Lord, but you want to give your life to Jesus. I want you to do one simple thing and raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? want to join this honest heart and say, yes, today, I want to give my life to Christ as well. I want to ask for forgiveness. If that's you, lift up your hand with this honest heart and say, yep, that's me. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is between you and God. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. God loves you, and he wants to save you this morning. Maybe you hear this today, and you're backslidden. You once had a relationship with God, but you've gone your own way. The Bible calls that being backslidden away from him. If that's you this morning, do not you come back to the Lord. God loves you. He wants to save your soul. Why don't you lift your hand up as well? Amen. I see that hand. Amen. Hands are going up. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Say, yes, that's me. God bless you. Anyone else? Lift it up. Lift it up. God loves you. He wants to save you. Don't. It's not about coming to church. It's not about joining an organization. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. Are you right with your maker? Are you right with God who gave you the life, who gave you breath in your lungs? Are you right with him today? That if you were to die before God, you have full assurance that you will enter into heaven. If that's you and you're not saved, listen, don't wait till it's too late. Lift your hand up with all these honest people and say, yes, that's me as well. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift it up, lift it up. No one looking around, lift it up. God bless you. I see that hand. Lift it up, lift it up. God bless you. Hands are going up this morning. God loves you. He wants to save you. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of you who raised your hand, I want you to do one simple thing. I want you to come out of your seat. Come. 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 Come out of your seat. Come and join me at this altar. We're going to pray together. God bless you. Thank you so much for being on us this morning. Oh, God, we thank you today. Amen. God wants to do something new in all our lives this morning. The Bible says, any man being Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. Amen. So just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I am a sinner. I'm guilty. I'm asking that you wash my sins away. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that paid the price for my sins I thank you that you died and you rose again that same power that raised you from the dead I'm asking to live within me so that I can be a new creation and a disciple to follow you in Jesus name amen amen I want you to lift your hand right now. Lift up your hands. I'm just going to pray for you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done, God, the new creation, God. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, seal this prayer. Right now, the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord God, right now, the blood of Jesus sets it free. Lord God, the blood of Jesus Christ this morning sets my sister free. Lord God, we thank you for the new creations, Lord, at this altar. Hallelujah. Come on, church, these altars are open. Why don't we come and find a place to pray? very simple message this morning that I believe God would want to get us uh, at the altar to get a revelation that you know what life is filled with so many detours that life you know what does is not overnight success it, it's little by little come to the altar this morning come and you know what maybe repent of the way you think and say you know what God forgive me I'm I, I, I want you know what instant success God God deals with people in In being faithful in the little things, God deals with us being humble. God wants to work things out of our lives to put in something new, little by little. Lord God, have Your way at this altar, Lord Jesus. Oh God, minister in the altar today, Lord God. Oh God, we worship and adore You, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord God. Consuming. Oh, God, at this altar, fill this place. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. My Oh, how? Oh, how? god fill them with this